0: 240 loving gig Dreaming about a Premiership Cup We love our clubs But they never win Two flags in 100 years Ah, uh, Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now
1: I hate you If you think we'll be insightful Clever or just well-researched we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are Two Guys, One car.
0: It is uh Thursday, August the twenty fourth. Welcome to Two Guys,
1: One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson, and my name is Charlie Clausen. And f- for the first time in a long time, we're not having to amend the dates dependent on what countries both of us are in. We're actually in Australia. You're back in Oz.
0: We're in the same time zone. We're in the same room. Yeah. And you, uh, without even uh, talking about it, are standing up also, which no, is very nice. I, of I did you.
1: this last time before you went away. I yeah, also... I understood
0: that, but yeah. like you just came back, and because I'm still standing. Uh, after all this time.
1: <laughs> standing like a true survivor.
0: Uh, you just naturally stood up, and I appreciated that.
1: Well, it's weird. It'd be, it'd be weird for me. It'd be like doing a podcast to Caleb Daniel, I imagine, if oh, I yeah. had to sit down while you, while, while you were standing the whole time. Right,
0: it'd be like if Ruffy and Caleb
1: Daniel started a podcast at the Bulldogs, I'd really have to adjust the heights in the studio. <laughs> uh, so... Are you back in the land of Oz just in time to see your team most Not likely move the, the finals.
0: finals? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, Charlie. I will say this. Like, I feel like this whole year, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm, I, I've am i been thinking about this because my back is so bad and because traveling has just been such a nightmare. Um I, For I, you I, and West Coast, <laughs> yeah, my back is the West Coast angles <laughs> of my body because it is a flatbed bully. Uh, but when I go away from home, it gets ruined. Um, so yeah, no, I can't travel, and it's and it's absolutely a, a nightmare. And so there is a part of me that's grateful that this wasn't last year. Like you know, mm. it would have been a terrible thing if I Can had. Can you imagine? Like you know, if the Bulldogs were in the finals yeah. and I couldn't travel and I maybe couldn't that's what's happened in the past stuff. twelve
1: months. Is that you've been wound so tight for forty three years? Finally, the Bulldogs won one, and yeah. just a little thing in your back went twink. Because it's like, you can let go of that tension, that, that football tension you had for most of your life.
0: I feel like the Bulldogs themselves, it's, I feel like we've just never been able to get a full team in without, like, niggles and get it going and any momentum. <laughs> and I feel like pain. it's the same with my body. Yeah, I feel like I've had a real run of just, like, never being able to get on top of it. And I think it's because our schedules were thrown out. We've just never had to be that busy. Like, I mean, I was in the middle of doing Gruen, but like every weekend I still had to care about football.
1: Yeah. Like, I realized... That's never happened. I
0: realized the weight it is off my schedule, because I'm about to go back into Gruen now. It's the same time of the year. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm a bit more relaxed about my TV schedule, because I'm like... Oh, yeah, my weekends are free. Ah,
1: yes, we'll come back to that field of mediocrity where your expectations are so low that, oh, I get my September free again. is something that you're happy to deal with. You know what? That's the weird thing, though. I mean, obviously,
0: I would have loved if they'd, you know, played well and made it into the finals. And I know there's still a mathematical chance that they can. Mm. And, you know, Bevo's got Stephen Hawking down at the club Mm. (laughs) picking the team on Thursday night. Stephen
1: Hawking and Doug Hawkins.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's a real... (laughs) Meeting of minds. It's like one of those old uh, late show sketches. Yeah. Like when they said they were going to get, you know, Joan Jett and they got Joan Kerner to come yeah, out yeah. and see the song. It's like, Bevo's like, get me Stephen Hawkins. And they come in with like... Doug Tom, Hawkins. Doug Hawkins. <laughs> but in the chair, doing the voice. Yeah. Anyway. um, So uh, we're still a mathematical chance, but it, it realistically... It's just not going to happen. And I think even if we snuck in, I just can't see us pulling it all together and playing well enough that, uh, you know, that we would do anything. So, the idea that this year is just now a write-off, it's not that bad. No,
1: not at all. It's
0: not that bad. I I just find it hard. You're Hawthorne of 2008. Well, that helps, right? Oh, 2000... Yeah, 2008, I think. They won. Yeah, Yeah, right. 2009, they dropped off. So... Here's the thing, like that that story helps us. Yeah. The fact that people can go, oh, you're just Hawthorne. Yeah. Yeah, but Hawthorne then bounced back and won 90 in a row, (laughs) right? So we still have to do the bounce back. Oh, next year there'll be more
1: fucking acid. You could be the Shane Woe Woden of Premiership teams. Right.
0: But, you know, what? You know what? Better be the Shane Woe Woden of Premiership teams. No, but
1: you know what I mean. This is a th- big thing. You guys no, overcame. No, don't you, care. You will. No, I don't Trust care. Trust me. I don't care. You overcame care. the like inferiority complex you've had for yeah. fucking decades. Oh, no, no, no. I. Prefer- this will just become something that feeds into. If no. you do become the Shameo Woden of premiers, it's just going to feed into that mythology that you guys are just like. It's just another quirky, like you know Charlie Brown story of. I don't, I
0: don't think that will happen. I think that they will be a competitive finals team, but there might not be a thing where they win another premiership. I mean, look at with GWS and, well, look, with a whole bunch of other teams, you know, it's just, they're just going to be very hard for people to win, like, you know, one, two, three, four, I reckon. Yeah. I think they're going to be a competitive team. I don't think they're going to slump down to the bottom. I think as long as, you know, Bontempelli stays fit and healthy a team with him in it as he grows into the you know the football that he's going to be yeah we'll play finals most years you know he's like you know having a danger field or whatever in your team where mm. you know teams once with those, in a generation yeah, teams with those guys in the team they play finals and they get people around them and play finals so i'm not so worried about that at the moment but the thing that i would say also is i mean i, I would have loved if they'd done better obviously that's exactly you know you would have loved it to go oh and they're even better this year you yeah. know that would have been ideal but well, they haven't been, so...
1: How much is mental?
0: Oh, I mean, it's hard to tell, isn't it? I reckon it's everything, you know? We've had a terrible Well, run- no, but,
1: I mean, you've had two significant players out with depression. Right. And then you've also had, like, you know, there's obviously something going on with Libra and his form. Like, there obviously, there's, there's a clear, uh, like, mental approach that, is, that has affected you guys.
0: Yeah, well, part of that is just playing deep into... You know, playing deep into the year. Like, you come back, you know, later than everybody else. But also... You know, they had a good time after they won it. Like, you will if you're a club that hasn't won it for that long. And you're celebrated by everybody. You know, like, mm. by everybody. It's one of those things where you can't walk around your neighborhood or your club or whatever without people coming up to you. you and to not just going it. good on you, but, yeah. like, telling you their story of, like, you know, how for the last 50 years... Is this they're... Will's story?
1: When you say people in the neighborhood, you're talking about you stalking the Bulldogs <laughs> players around, well, I just, emailing and just, I calling. just
0: know what it was like for me in the week going up to the grand final, because when I was down for the parade and stuff, because people know they buried for the Bulldogs, I would have, like, families, strangers, strangers just telling me, yeah, I've supported them for 40 years and our family, blah, 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 and my grandfather said he wouldn't die until they won one, but he's been dead for (laughs) 25 years. So What the fuck did he know? And then it cursed us all and we buried for them. And, like, can you imagine what it was like for the players, these boys, and young, a young team who, you know, overnight, you know, there might just be that sort of thing of going, well, we will naturally just keep getting better. Because that was the story mm. of their year. You know, when it all came together, they just kept getting better and better and better. So yeah. maybe there's that attitude of like, well, if, if we just keep going at this pace, we will continue to get better. But what the story of... You know, I think the story of football in general is you can't just keep going at the pace you're going. Even if you're the number one, it's that thing of like when a premiership team needs to still turn over a couple of players between the next premiership because Mm. you just need to keep trying to get better. And I think this year they didn't get better. Chris
1: Scott was very interesting on uh, on Monday on 360 because they were talking about like when your team's finals hopes are hanging in the balance of the results of other teams. Like St Kilda will be playing when Essendon is playing. If for some reason Frio is beating Essendon, mm. that gives us a chance. Does Richo let the players know? Does that give them an extra impetus or whatever? And Chris Scott was saying that um, it's one of those things with uh, mentally challenging a player. Like on one hand, you want to give them a target or you know, you want to motivate them through you know, thinking that they can beat the other team, but you don't want to give them so much confidence that they think that they can romp it in. Like he talked about a game he was coaching where uh, Ross Lyon rested like, you know, 20 players before they played them. And he said that information came out close to the game. And he said he could see like a change happening amongst the players, which is like, oh, we're playing a reserves time. Right. And that's when he was like, you have to, you want them to think they can beat them, but you don't want them to think it can be, it's going to be easy.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing is like, you know, the Bulldogs had a, a tough year with injury. They really did, particularly their back line. Like we just never had a, you know, solid or settled back line. And yeah. often we had like one player out of the six who played in our premiership playing in the back line. And so that was, you I miss think,
1: Hamling as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We need a, a quality defender. We had a lot of players who just didn't regain the form. Yeah. And yeah, definitely some, you know, some other stuff around it as well. It was just one of those years where it just, you just never felt like it was. Yeah. Was well, getting, you know, like
1: there's a round to go. Like, let's not do let's not write the obituary just yet. Who well, knows? I think
0: they have to like but it is one of those
1: things where they You have the obituary have to... saved, ready to go. It's like oh there's a few you know, actors and singers that there's like obituaries already written.
0: I mean, it's one of those seasons where like the craziest <laughs> shit in the world has been happening all season. So yeah. who's to say there isn't one crazy ass like, you know, thing left in it? But I can't see it. No. And uh, here's what I do like the Bulldogs have picked Matty Boyd. So Bevo said in his press conference this morning that you know Boyd was going to play. So I think that that is a decision that may or may not have happened if they genuinely thought there were a chance of you know playing finals. So I yeah. think it's I think that's good to give him that game. He deserves it definitely and um uh they are bringing in a kid as well. So yeah. I and like that's... that. He said there was a bit of you know a bit of old, bit of new and I, I like that as a a message going into And it feels
1: like you guys have found a couple of young players this year at least. Yeah. So it's not like it's been the same old, same old.
0: No, no, no. I mean, Bailey Dale's. And, I'm, all, and I'm always had a fantastic interested to see season. what happened.
1: Like St. Kilda and the Bulldogs are in the same boat in which there are two club legends leaving this year. And I'm always, like, every time that happens, like when Rob Harvey left, I was always like, how is this going to fucking work? And it's going to be so weird not to have that person there. But I'm always amazed how someone steps into the breach. Like, and sometimes it's someone you don't expect. So I'm quite keen to see who will be that next. Not that there will be a... a or you could replace Bob Murphy, but who will be the next person to step into that role?
0: Mate, as much as uh, it's sad to see Bob go, and it's definitely sad to see Bob go, and it's probably the same with Rui, although I I feel like it'll be easier for the Bulldogs to live without Bob, mm. because I think the Bulldogs have kind of mourned his death. Like, you know, the yeah. last year at the grand final and the celebration of Bob, and then the 300th and the celebration of Bob... Like I think the club has got itself to a place where, like the the one bonus of him not playing in that grand final was the message that they can clearly do it without him, yeah. even though he was involved behind the scenes and that sort of stuff. That they didn't rely on him being in the team, you know, for them to actually do what they needed to do. And I think with leaders like Easton Wood and obviously with Bond and Belly, who's going to be, you know, know, uh, yeah, the captain of that club, you know, at some yeah. stage, they have, you know, some really quality. You know leaders, um, you know who play the right sort of football to be great leaders of that club. So I don't, I don't think there's much problem there with that. I, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what happens at the Saints yeah. after Rui goes, because he to me is just such a huge presence and huge identifier of what that club has been for so long. Yeah, more in a way than Bob
1: has been. Yeah. You know,
0: like Bob has been a great player, but. Rewalt has defined St Kilda essentially yeah. for the last decade, almost right.
1: Well, I think the interesting thing that will come out of this year not playing finals is that when you do our best and fairest top ten, you're going to see a top ten very different to previous years. Like there's going to be a lot of guys like Billings, like Ross, like Dunstan, like Dylan Roberton, who have just really emerged this year. So and because the, the the difference is now all those players are all 50 plus. Like at the start of the season, some of them were below 50, and it does make a difference. You see, Jade Gresham, second-year player, has got almost 40 games into him, and I think that'll make a difference next year. So I'm I'm bummed out, but I said it at the start of the season, yeah. the, the plateau year, like we did the opposite of the Bulldogs. We had a jump up last year from 6 to 12. If we can get 12 wins or 11 wins thereabouts... Next year is going to be the acid, though. Next year, Richo, I think it's the last year of his contract as well. So we'll find out next year if Richo is just a good developer of young players or if he can actually coach a team into the top four.
0: I do also think that there is um, something to be said about the fact of having the draw suit where your team is at. Because the draw is so uneven, right? It's intentionally uneven for so many different reasons, but this is why I don't mind the rest week in the final eight because some people like, well, it gives the bottom four, you know, an advantage, you know, over maybe even the top four. And I'm like, because of how uneven the draw is and how uneven it is to actually get into the finals, I don't mind the idea of having a week off and then going, well, you're the teams that made the finals, but let's not give too many fucking advantages to the team that finished one or two games above another who got to play the worst team twice and the other team didn't. You know, I think there's so many vagaries in the draw that... Us finishing first unexpectedly last year when we were really kind of about a seven, sixth or seventh <laughs> team, you know, you suddenly lose that spot in the draft where you naturally would have gone. You you lose that like advantage in the draw that you normally would have got that you get that natural build on. And then eventually it's meant to even itself out, right? Yeah. If you unexpectedly win one, you do a big jump like we did. You just jump a level of that year, you still would have got another year of a better draw, another year of it, a couple of better players, and whatever, yeah, yeah, and so I feel like that's what happened i don't mind
1: that i don't like I don't mind the idea of a week's break because it does kind of create like a eight team wild card element because suddenly, like you're right, you know those bottom teams uh you know if they've had if if they've had injuries or whatever or a tough draw to get them in. They've got a week to recover and reset, and it just brings everyone down a level two. I mean, the cream will always rise to the top. But I love... This has been a year in which fucking results have gone like any way you could could imagine. And I love that the final series could be more of that. Like, Sydney look unstoppable at the moment, but wouldn't it be amazing if they lost to fucking like Melbourne or right. something like that?
0: Well, that's the thing about it, right? Because sometimes you wonder... Will they have had to do all this hard work? Cause they've come from so far behind. And then stumble. Then just stumble. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't think so, but like, you just never know, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, cause like, if a team like Essendon makes it, you just like, if Essendon on a, their day turn up and all their best players just play as well as they can. They can match it with any team yeah. in the eight. And now I'm not sure how capable the ball they are of doing that. But they're also the team that you just wouldn't want to meet on the day when they all, when, they're when they just running get on top right. of the ground yeah. with with sixty thousand yeah.
1: members. Like you know, they the, could. Yeah, be... I mean,
0: imagine if they had, like. Who, who's the other? Oh, imagine if Richmond... Is there a yeah. way that Richmond and Essendon good yes. place yes. yes. each other in the say finals? That. If
1: Richmond beat us and jump into the top four, and Essendon sneak into like eighth or finish eighth, then they could play. Can you imagine that elimination final? Essendon versus Essendon, Richmond. Richmond at the NZG. in Melbourne. They'll get a hundred thousand to that. Oh no my question. God. It'll get a bigger crowd than the Grand <laughs> Final. <floor. laughs> and Richmond will lose. I mean, that's the kind of. I mean, you actually got me excited. That's the result you want. Can you yeah. imagine that as the first fucking final? That'd be amazing. Because if Richmond did lose, like, yeah. oh my god, like right. they'd get a second chance, but still. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd love to see. And that's the kind of game where you feel like Richmond would be vulnerable on the big stage in front of a big hometown rival. Because
0: yeah, if Essendon gets it right on the <laughs> night. That'd oh, yeah. oh, be amazing.
1: That'd be a yeah. great fucking game.
0: Yeah. Well, let's hope that lands. Yeah. What would be it? So I guess without looking at who's actually going to play each other in the finals, let's assume who do you, who, who's, what's the best guess of who the, the final eight are going to be?
1: Adelaide, Sydney, GWS. Geelong or Richmond, yep, um, and then Essendon, Melbourne, Port Adelaide, Port. Yeah, yeah, okay,
0: all right. So, what what are your dream? What are your games in there that you want to see, like in the finals? Um,
1: so you want to see a Sydney, Sydney derby, G- right? Yeah, yeah? yeah Sydney W S. Oh, Derby's all over the shop, please. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. You, yeah. So you want to see Adelaide play Port Adelaide? Yeah, you want to play the the two Sydney, the Sydney teams, teams play each and other, and then
1: Richmond versus Richmond versus, Richmond Essendon. versus Could be Essendon. the Victorian derby, and, and then, then you play Melbourne, Melbourne, Geelong. Geelong. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, to, well. Well, they're kind of two. That, that'd be a good game.
0: Yeah. And you don't want to see, that's like an established, you know, kind of brand going up against a new challenger. Yeah. There's enough interest in that. And they don't have like, Geelong don't have like a, a Hawthorne or whoever where you want to see them play like a traditional rival. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And Melbourne, who's there? Like, who's you, do you need to? No one uh, really. Fucking Success are. is their rival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Being good. Yeah, so okay. Success is it. their rival. Oh, yeah, we just played so along.
1: The yeah. most. We are the greatest team of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. The nemesis
0: is the greatest team of all. Yeah. So that makes sense. All yeah. right. Okay. That's the that's your dream matchup. Yeah, coming that'd be into awesome. The yeah. That'd be great. I mean, they can't do it this way. But really, if the if the AFL was the like the NBA the NBA uh, they in America essentially. They check, as long as that game's entertaining, the rules are just the suggestion. Like, no champion player's ever going to be called for a fucking travel. Most of them travel all the yeah. time. You know what I mean? Because it, as long as you dunk it at the end, yeah. everyone's fine, yeah. you know? And I think that's what they really should just do with the
1: finals. Yeah, they should just
0: get like, okay, you ain't qualified. Now, here are the finals.
1: Adelaide are playing for Adelaide. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. these are just the Just best cure, games. Curate, yeah, curate, curate it. Yeah, we're going to curate it like finals. a film festival. Yeah, exactly. like, this, is, this, this is the perfect storyline because yeah. it's great. Because after each game, depending on how the games went, right. you could then recurate. Like, maybe make them play twice in a row. Like, right, if it's but a the draw. other thing is it's good because you can also, like, for the sake of the national competition,
0: like, if you're... It guarantees that you have like, you know, a Sydney team still in the competition a, and Adelaide team still in the competition. Like, you know, so you could really curate it in that way that meant you've still got maximum sort of audience and stuff. Because, like, Sydney GWS, as much as the AFL, like the game growing in Sydney, I don't think is their best result because no. there'd be a lot of Victorians and stuff and re- who might tune out of that game, I reckon. Yeah. But, um, but who, you know...
1: who? But which Melbourne team would you like to see GWS take on most? Would it be like Melbourne because they're sort of both young guns, or would it be like Richmond? I don't see any. There's no. I guess Richmond would be interesting just for the the way they lost that last game. Mm. There's a bit of a storyline there, like metal yeah, demons yeah. versus. I mean, but I would also say Richmond against anyone would be a fucking great game. I'd love to see Rich Richmond play everyone.
0: Yeah, I think so. I I'd, I'd happily see Rich. I mean. It's the greatest. Okay, who's like. your
1: least favorite? Who's Port Adelaide? Is that the one you least care about, least engaged with? I could no, I could mount a case for Port Adelaide.
0: Like this is why I feel like even this, though they just beat you. Yeah, I. I well, because here's the thing. I feel like this season is a little Game of Thrones-y. I know we've talked about this before. But you're not sure that good's going to triumph. Yes. Like, you're not sure that the good people, the people that you're barracking for, the Jon Snows of the competition... Yeah, the
1: Khaleesi's.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, there may be, like... Someone might just take your dragon and turn it into a zombie dragon. Yeah. Spoilers. Right. (laughs) Yeah, all I'm saying is, yeah...
0: It turns out that sometimes the White Walkers just win. So, yeah. you know, there may be a turn. So that's
1: GWS, right? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Right. GWS and the White Walkers. So there might be. They're a the
1: threat from the north, right? That yeah. we have to take on. They seem unstoppable, unkillable. Yeah. Winter has come. <laughs> the White Walkers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Greater Winter Sydney. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They've got through uh, the Sydney's uh, impenetrable wall. And they're coming to attack, yes. Yeah, so I know it's, um, yeah, I, I do think that evil might triumph. Port Adelaide might fit that, you know.
1: I don't think it's like a compelling, yeah. I mean, look, Charlie. I, I just don't want to see Sydney win one. I mean, the Sydney thing, I'm, I'm actually disliking Sydney. I've realized that. I used to love Sydney in, the Paul, in the Paul Ruse era, yeah. but there's something about this Bondi Billionaires era that I'm just like, I don't know, man. Hate success? Do you hate success? I think that I've just, um, they've lost their charm. I feel like, I feel like, you know, maybe they're like Coldplay, like you had that first album, and you're like, oh, this band could be interesting, and then it's like, oh, no, you're just Coldplay. I think like, I like Sydney at the start, and then... Right, now that they're playing stadiums. Yeah. It's more it's about... It's or you more about they're the more gl- like you it's too. It's more like
0: the glow-in-the-dark bangles. Everyone could get behind right. Joshua Tree. Right.
1: But now it's like, what? You've done Popmart and Zeropa Right. I don't, I don't know. What happened to your no-dickheads policy, Bono? Yeah. <laughs> when I when I sign up to iTunes, I don't want to get a fucking Sydney Swans game like right. without asking for it. I'll oh,
0: just download it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean
1: they, look, I, I admire a lot of their players and right. stuff, but there's something about the culture of that club that I just sort of feel like they're... I don't know. I feel like they're, they're kind of like West Coast. They're kind of become this big franchise and, you know, like the Collingwood of, of New South Wales or something. Well, you know what the problem was with the Sydney Swans is like, and I think this is actually probably the best thing for
0: the sake of the competition and for the sake of that team in Sydney. But the Sydney Swans were actually a very un-Sydney sporting team because, we both live in Sydney, but we're both, you know, from Victoria. And we've commented several times about the different way that people, you know, <laughs> support, support. Follow football. Follow football yeah. in New South Wales. And the truth is that Sydney were a very working class Victorian club in the way they went about it. Like, no dickhead bloods. policy. The bloods. Yeah. But, like... They're based in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Mm. And the one thing that the eastern suburbs of Sydney is famous for is dickheads. It's full of dickheads. <laughs> like, they don't have a no dickheads policy. None of the fucking nightclubs or clubs or bars in eastern Sydney would have anyone in them if they had a no dickheads policy. <laughs> it is open doors to dickheads. So the club was very un-Sydney-like. Yeah. Whereas now, I think they're wearing themselves a bit more like Sydney. Sydney mm. is the harbour city. They are the ones who, who should have these, like,
1: is that Adam Spencer saying stop trashing Sydney? <laughs> they
0: are the, Oh actually, that's my manager calling from Edinburgh. I should actually okay. I, I, I'm okay. just gonna
1: just pause it. I Have to take a little break there.
0: Yeah, a little management break. My manager
1: is in Edinburgh. Yeah, so, so stop so... trashing the swans. Yeah, so we're trying <laughs> to get <laughs> you a, trying to get you a membership next year.
0: Yeah, he'd had Andrew Prittham uh, ring him <laughs> yeah. uh, in Edinburgh and uh, Matthew Pridham's called you. No, <laughs> He's not actually that very good with the, oh, actually, that, that was something that we were meant to do. Uh, one of the guys from Triple M in, uh, Western Australia sent me a message to say, could we send him a little, uh,
1: shout out, a a video for
0: for Matthew Pritters? Okay.
1: Hey. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Just waving to, yeah, we're waving to Amy. (laughs) That's okay. okay. Any opinions on football? Zero, zero opinions, zero football. opinions well, on football. you'll fit in perfectly. On this yeah, show. exactly. Well, no, we have opinions. Opinions just no. Yeah, factual Facts research. About or... <laughs> All right, <laughs>
0: We've, we haven't gone well after the break. No. We're like one of those clubs that's gone in at half time and then really stumbled. So, down so the your break. mate
1: wants a video message from Matt Pretis. Does for he Matt Do you
0: even know who we are?
1: Well, he know who you are. Well, maybe we know who I, I mean. Him. Maybe he did... watches home and away.
0: I mean, you've really well. Firstly, what he might watch home and away. I mean.
1: He's a surfer. He looks right. like a surfer. I don't know. I just Is I'm stereotyping. Any... He's Western Australian with that hair. I'm assuming he surfs. be great if he's never surfed. Yeah. No sharks tooth necklace. I mean, he's if... never shopped at Just Jeans. He's got to surf, right? You can't wear that
0: look. It's culturally. That's like wearing. Culturally like I think so. If it's you're not a surfer, you're appropriating a surfer's <laughs> yeah. look, and you don't even surf. No, that's offensive. Right now, I'm going to have to Google it. Does Matthew Prittis surf? Okay, hang on just for one second. You feel it.
1: All right. Um, so, you know who really runs things? The people behind it. <laughs> no, Charlie. No. <laughs> Tell us. Um, Matthew Prittis
0: is? Matthew Prittis. I, I typed in, Matthew does Prittis Matthew Prittis surf? And uh, I've got to be honest with you. That's not a not a lot of really? uh, not a lot of entries. I assume every West Coast Eagles player surfs. There's got to be some images of him surfing. I've got an image of him here with the Brownlow medal, holding it up. I've got an image with him uh, with his hair. Type in Matthew Pridus surfboard.
1: Matthew Pridus surfboard, you reckon? Yeah, because okay, well. then there'll be a photo of him holding a board. Because like Josh Bruce, I know has seven surfboards. Oh, Charlie, I think we're about
0: to uncover. Probably, uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to, like, go on the record too early, too soon. I don't want to, like, you know, but. Biggest story out of WA? Probably the biggest story in the history of the AFL. Well,
1: move the biggest of the AFL, not just Western Australian football. Move
0: aside. Uh, S- James S- Heard. President S- James
1: Heard. I feel like we've got a bigger scandal. My God, this is, this is our Sockgate gate 2017. I mean, it's, it's. gate.
0: It's interesting to me. I, I, all I'm saying is Job might not be the only person, Charlie, forced their hand back his Brownlow medal. <laughs> Because I feel like we have move over, give me the Alfie Brown this year, uh, purple, because, uh, <laughs> I feel like I have the biggest story in football. I might have to get on the phone to Eddie Maguire selling this one for the footy show. I yeah, yeah I've got a bit of rumour for you.
1: I don't uh, know. it turns out Matt Pridis. Matt Prittis Doesn't serve.
0: Does not serve.
1: Yeah, sure, mate. You're kidding. Uh, Look at his hair. Look yeah. at his hair. I'm telling you, mate. Doesn't he serve. Doesn't, never. Whispers out of the West. Yeah, sure. Telling me. Fuck, we need to... We've got some context. Oh, oh, uh,
0: uh, what? Here's what happened. I saw a picture of someone with a surfboard yeah. under the Matty Prittis surfboard images, yeah. but it's Mick Fanning. So yet again... <laughs> Proving once again that <laughs> Matthew Prittis does not, not surf. surf. If you get to a picture of Mac- Mick Fanning with a surfboard before you get to one of Matthew Okay, Prittis. here's
1: what we'll say. We've got yeah. a few Western Australian listeners, and I think we've had some people contact us from the West Coast Football Club, or at yeah. least in association. Find out if Matt Prittis surfs, and it's not... Good enough to just tell us. We need to see photo evidence, a link to a, a holiday or something, maybe a YouTube video of him carving it up in Bali on yeah, a yeah, and a season not faked trip. up,
0: like not no, some like modern stuck to
1: his head. Yeah, exactly. No. Head, no way. No. Does Matt Peterson? But this, you're right. This could be the biggest story of 2017. Okay. Here's the thing. I keep like,
0: like the more I type these things in here, I'm going to find. Okay, let's. We've got to find something about him. I'm just going to have a look here. Um, Let's uh, look up his page. I know we do some deep diving on the uh, <laughs> West Coast Eagles players' pages on this show. We really but, uh, have. <laughs> like, I
1: don't think anyone can complain from Western Australia that we don't do enough Western Australian content.
0: i got to be honest with you. I think I've read the Western Australian West Coast Eagles players' page more than I have the Western, <laughs> <laughs> the Western Bulldogs one. Uh, okay, here we go. Maddie, oh, it's, it's got Prince. likes and dislikes and all that kind of stuff? Oh, we're trying to find uh, early career, AFL career, playing style... Playing style, personal life,
1: (laughs) (laughs) hobbies—that's what I'm looking for. Doesn't seem to have a lot of hobbies. Uh, You know what? I wonder if he, to fit in at the West Coast Eagles, has like a car with a surfboard in the back, and he's like after the train, he's like, "See you later, guys," and you know, driving down to Margaret River to catch a few tubes. And then, like, you know, once they are gone away, he just, like, puts a blanket over the surfboard and just goes home. I feel like this goes deeper than I
0: even thought, Charlie. This may just be because I watched The Prestige the other night (laughs) when it was on the telly, but uh, I don't know if there's actually a real Matthew Prittis. I feel like there's a series of Matthew, Matthew Prittis' that have been like, you know, essentially much like the end of The Prestige, you know, there's that yeah. machine that replicates Clones New Jackman's, them. clones them. I think West Coast have been like working on like a, a football prototype, you know, right. and they've had to make it in a way that's completely, when you look at it, you assume it's about something, but the more you dig into it, can't find a photo of him surfing. Yeah, right. Even though he looks like a surfer. So the next what's, thing- What this, else do you know about Matthew Prittis? What's the, what's the thing you know about Matthew Prittis?
1: He's got that hair.
0: Oh my God, you're right. Right?
1: That's all it is. The they that made him look what? like such a atypical West Coast player. We just created his life outside of it. Right. But what do you but know about you don't know anything about him. He won the
0: Brownlow medal and you know nothing, nothing about, about him.
1: him. Wow, I feel like... It's like he was created... To quite another Nolan film. I feel like I've been incepted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Matthew Prittus has been put into our brains. But right. did he exist before
0: that Brownlow? I can't even think of Matthew Prittis. Right. What did you know about Matthew Prittis before he won the Brownlow?
1: That hair. God damn it, happened it. again. Right. That's all we know about him. Yeah. We just assumed Western Australian footballer with that hair is a surfer. But clearly, clearly something's going on. I think on. it's
0: also why, you know, in this year, when all the other you know, champions of the game have been retiring, he kind of almost gets forgotten yeah. from that list of Mitchell. champions.
1: And uh, Matthew Prittis. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like Mitchell, they're like, he won a Brownlow medal. And he's like, yeah, Prittis won a Brownlow medal. Yeah. Uh, and he won it without someone else having to hand it back. Yeah.
1: Uh, Don't know anything about the guy. We'll surely we'll get some emails on this. But the one thing you have to, that I'm desperate to know is, can you have that hair and not be a surfer? I mean. I say no. I I feel like it's almost blackface. (laughs) I don't want to like. What do you call it? Surf curl. That's too surf curl. (laughs) i reckon it's surf face, mate. Yeah, exactly. It's surf. Yeah. Surf curl. Yeah, it's surf curl. You can't put that hair on. That's offensive. I mean, I'm assuming Sean McManus, he surfed. And we could probably ask Rove, right? He'd be able to tell us if his cousin served. I mean, okay, that'll be a weird text message to get from yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know like something about him,
0: like even here for a guy who's won all these things. There's just not a lot of information about Nothing. him on the So th- there must be an interview. It's with like him. there's enough that there's a co- there's a cover story but not enough that you know too much about it. Do you think it. that
1: if you check like birth tests and marriages, you'll find out that Matthew Prittis actually died like 24 years yeah. ago? Like we go to some like <laughs> lab yeah. where they've cloned him? Oh, okay, here we go. Uh,
0: Matthew Prittis is set up to hang out at his AFL boots. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Prittis said he was comfortable with the decision, saying it was a good time to go out. Plus, there's 50 clones
1: of me in a lab somewhere. <laughs> Oops, probably shouldn't have said that.
0: So you've got to be appra- uh, honest with your appraisal of your games, and that's where it sits with me. Again, this feels like the sort a robot. of thing
1: that a robot would say. Yeah. Oh, maybe. It's is not- there any information like? Is there any wacky photos of him, Matthew Prittis? Like, I don't know, footy show, Matthew Prittis, Matthew Prittis on YouTube. Maybe they don't let him speak in front of cameras. Maybe it's just all press releases. I mean, there's quotes from him
0: here, but they all sound so robotic. Like, listen to this. I've always known that I'm an inside mid, and playing forward or going back, that was never gonna get me into the AFL system. I probably put my own hand up and say, Look, I probably can't make enough of a contribution to the team in the forward line. Speed is probably one of the most important things up there,
1: robot. Zero 01010010 zero zero <laughs> zero one, zero.
0: Like he's been in the all Australian team. He's won a Brownlow medal.
1: We know next to nothing about him.
0: I mean nothing. It's just... Oh, here we go. Uh, Pritice said while he was uh, thinking about retirement for a while, it had become it come pretty quick. I had a couple of days where I was very emotional. It was pretty tough, but I managed to hold it together somehow because you're a robot. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, because I have no emotions. Because I'm a robot. Oh, yeah. that's right. But then I was able to hang it together. I have electrical I'm impulses, which
1: could be called emotions. I'm a robot. But I in, do not feel. With Surf Girl. With
0: Offensive <laughs> Surf Girl. But I got so much support from this playing group and loved them a lot. What is is love? (laughs) What is love? love? (laughs) I'll have have time to reflect over the next few weeks. My focus is still on playing some good footy for this footy side and help the team play some finals footy. Is this Mike (laughs) Hal? I mean, it feels like he's a robot. Anyway, great player of the game. A
1: tribute to you, Matthew Brittis. (laughs) Now, people are going to think we didn't watch any of the football on the weekend. We're only not talked about it because it's so late in the week by the time you guys have got this. Um, so let's do a quick recap of the games. Yeah,
0: and also because, you know, both our teams are not in yeah, the finals. Yeah, we don't really give a fuck about So Friday night in Adelaide. Yeah, it was the Crows Adelaide. The uh, Sydney just beat Adelaide. Oh, sorry, si- the other way around. Sydney smashed them early, mm-hmm. absolutely came out of the blocks, and then Adelaide just uh, probably should have won it in the end, got back in front
1: probably should have won it, did not win it
0: at home. It's so a humdinger of a game too. One, one of those games though where you
1: just walk away from it, I think either side, you just go, all right. Don't well. you reckon it was like a heavyweight boxing match where it's like, ow, oh shit, they just went out just slugged at each other and then just like they got tangled up in the, in the last few rounds. It's like, oh, this could go either way. Who can keep their feet? Could have been a grand final preview.
0: You'd happily see those two teams play in the grand final. Uh, so,
1: Well, did, I mean, do you think that that 50-meter, well, that 50-meter penalty was clearly not a 50-meter penalty that Eddie bets on what's his face? Yeah. Do you think that that turns the game? Considering they lost by three points,
0: ah, uh, there were so many things like the umpiring, like seemed to Buddy, go.
1: buddy, running too far.
0: Well, I mean, well, only too far if like you go by
1: the rules of the game. Well, the normal human being, his but, stride is quite long. But
0: again, my thing is like I like that's to me is that the NBA rule. thing, yeah. That's that thing of gone. Oh no, buddy! You can run 25. Zach Dawson holding the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you far. ran three meters. Get pinged. There should be a subjective sort of how much we want to see that player with the ball. Fucking Cyril should never have to bounce it. Yeah, like he can if he wants to, just for fun.
1: But yeah. he shouldn't have to. There's two goals this round that um, were amazing. That buddy goal. But did you see the one that um, Dangerfield kicked to to bring sort of Geelong back into the game? Where it was just like he collects the ball lazily about 60 meters out. And then, like it almost looked effortless. Like he just took one or two steps and gently, like they didn't even kick yeah. through it. Just, just, just kicked, just a gentle kick, and the ball went fifty-five meters with a perfect fucking left to right through the goals. It was unfucking believable the ease with which he did it.
0: Yeah, sometimes his body, like he doesn't have the perfect athletic body, no. but what he can do with his body is incredible. It's like it, just, it doesn't, doesn't look perfect, but it
1: is. Like, for what he needs to do, like, to play football, it works very, very well. (laughs) I just find it so hard to think that there are footballers like him who, he knows, he knows exactly what he's doing when he gets the ball 60 metres out from goal and has a ping. Like, he knows he's going to kick a goal. Like, imagine having one of those in your team. You sort of got one with Bont. His goal kicking's not great this year, but... Yeah, you know, just a guy's like, you know what? I'm gonna do something that fucking not many other people can do right now. Well that's what Dangerfield did against that. That was where the rot set in for us
0: was when we played Geelong early in the season and in like the first thirty seconds Dangerfield just went, I'll just grab it in the middle and then kick a goal from outside fifty <laughs> and just go, Yeah, I'm pretty great <laughs> And I was like, Yeah, you are, you're awesome. You're so good at football. Yeah.
1: And Buddy but Buddy was a reminder as well. Like it's just there's no greater sight than that, is there? Just the just everything about it is awesome.
0: Do you feel like Sydney have got their money's worth on Buddy Franklin yet? Yeah. Or do they need to win a premiership? I mean, mm-hmm. my argument would be that you, you get him up there. That, he, and he's he certainly played, like, I mean, in the grand final last year, he was on one leg and he was still probably their best player on the ground. Yeah, He's given you value. You've been in the dance or around the dance plenty of times. And the value <laughs> and, like, pe- like the tickets he would have sold oh, yeah. like, to people to go and see games and the entertainment he's given people, even though he's still got, what, Four years or whatever the guy is like, you you almost go pay for it itself money. already, right? Yeah,
1: in every factor, in every quadrant, in terms of like ticket sales and memberships and all that kind of stuff. Like but, a
0: million a year doesn't even seem like that much now that they're talking about the you know, Payne, Dustin, Martin one point five year. Yeah, you're like, well, but he's unders then.
1: Yeah. Exactly, he's going to play for long enough that inflation will come into play. Right. and You're like, oh, that was a steal. Well,
0: you know, like the Alastair Lynch thing—that was the famous thing about that. Because when he first signed, he—he was like the big first five-year contract, year contract or and that. it was like seven hundred thousand dollars or whatever. But by the end of it, they actually gave him more money because inflation had been so bad to him <laughs> that he was way under what he was getting paid. Like, but that's that's kind of the Buddy thing might be like that if he keeps going the way he's going. Yeah, I know he's a bit up and down, but geez, when he's up, oh. he's amazing marquee
1: play that's, that is the very definition of marquee player yeah. in every sense of the word and
0: that's what brings people to the game and you know makes us love it alright so um, Adelaide and Sydney either of them could still win them the yep. premiership good luck to
1: you all uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like Daryl Summers wrapping up a guest like yeah. he's been thrown to an ad break right, good so, luck to uh, you all you can
0: find uh, this new album the Angels right. playing at the Corner <laughs> Hotel on Saturday night there's a new album anyway coming up next Pluck up. Good, good luck to you all good luck to you all uh, on Saturday in uh, Ballarat, uh, obviously a hoodoo ground for us at the Western Bulldogs, uh, Port Adelaide beat the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs were in it for a fair while.
1: Yeah, but you felt like they were working twice as hard as Port just to be in it.
0: Yeah, and uh, good win for Port because they've they've not shown much against uh, no. you know better teams. So I think that for them to go to away from home in, in those conditions and yeah. then. Do that. That's a good sign for Paul I Highlights LA. how
1: much the Bulldogs need a defender. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we desperately need Lever. I, like... He said no. How rude is that? Like, I feel like you guys are all at like the Blue Light Disco. Lever's the hot chick. Right. And you're the one who had enough guts to go up and ask yeah. if you could kiss her. And she said no. And humiliated. And you've got to walk back to all your mates who are standing on the side of the club. And they're going to be like, eh, she knocked you back. She knocked you back. I know. And it's also because... We know how right we'd be together. <laughs> That's the you're thing. You're the one because you got the. You, yeah. you actually love her. Yeah, we love her. You would you treat her so yeah. well. We need her so bad. Yeah.
0: Well, she's just looking for some new dick. Yeah. She doesn't mind where it comes. She just
1: wants the guy with the yeah. best best car. Right. Can take her to the best places. Yeah, exactly.
0: She wants to just have some fun for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we love her. Yeah. Yes. And we need her. <laughs> we'll be better with her in our lives. She's gonna
1: make. Oh, you're too needy. That's sh- the problem. You should play hard to get. You should hey. start talking to talking to Joel Hamling again.
0: We're just a football team standing in front of a player <laughs> asking him to love us. <laughs> or some other backline player. Just some
1: other good backline
0: player. Yeah. Yeah, from that, some other team. Probably, Who I can we you could have? Probably
1: extract May from the Suns. I know he just re signed this year, but fuck it man. Then they need to shake up. Maybe yeah. maybe give him a young player. If there's anyone good at GWS, maybe. I don't know. Like it'd be just good to get some like, we just need some better. Jesse White's uh, got nothing, not doing anything. Uh...
0: Yeah, I'd be great if we... Um... Well, you had
1: one, Liam Jones. He traded
0: him. Oh, wow. We didn't know he was the greatest <laughs> fucking backline player of all time. He's awesome, too. I mean, he's awesome. He's so like, good. Like, it's crazy. He's Zach like, awesome story. with ability. I mean, it's so crazy. <laughs> he's turned into, like, a super, super player.
1: Yeah, now you know how Carton feel about all their forwards.
0: I mean, it's one of those things where... But he was so long gone from us that it doesn't even really hurt us. Yeah, it's not even Like, if, like if he'd gone from us to them and then suddenly done this. But he went from us to them and then also disappointed them for all those things. <laughs> and then, in desperation, they were like... You they know, turned
1: to a man they didn't quite understand. <laughs>
0: It feels like one of those things where, like, someone tries to, stop, you yeah. Know, like, I mean, I, essentially, they did the version of going, you know, what? I think our relationship's over. Fuck it, let's have a whole past week.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know,
0: maybe fucking other people just for a week. Yeah, let's just change it around, see yeah. if that works better. And so, yeah, no, I mean, he's he's a, an amazing story. So that's
1: more Brendan Bolton, you'd think, than
0: uh... then, yeah, and there might be. I think there's gonna that's gonna open up the value of that to other players, you're going to see it. I mean, you saw it with Hawthorne a bit. Yeah, like that idea of, you know, giving a player a chance to play down the other end of the ground or try try something a bit different to revive their career. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's good to watch because particularly as the game changes, as forwards change, like say the need of what it needs to be a forward, being a defensive forward and those sort of things, Mm. you also then need, you know, like, you know, the opposite. You need backline players that can play in a different way than the old school ones did. So... It's good. I like it. It's an evolution of the game.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's where the utility has come in. You know, like yeah. that's what... Uh, Harry Taylor's become a utility player. Mark Spontempelli's probably the best utility going around. Josh Kennedy's a utility player. Like, I think if you can... Someone you can throw into key positions or as they slow down, get him out of the midfield and put him in key position, then that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, all right. Uh, the Bulldogs lost. They're probably not going to make the finals. <laughs> we
1: are, yeah, we only did fucking half an hour <laughs> at the start of the show. Good luck to you all. Uh... <laughs> Oh, fuck, I think you've done a new sign-off. Good Uh, luck to you,
0: ball! uh, Collingwood uh, got beaten. Their backs weren't quite enough to the wall uh, against uh, Geelong. Geelong, uh, yeah, uh, they they beat them pretty comfortably.
1: In the end, yeah. Uh, Collingwood, I actually, because I think I picked Collingwood in this game, so I was pretty excited about this because I felt like it's the kind of game Collingwood had no place to win, uh, and it turns out they didn't. (laughs) No, no, but it's just like, it's
0: its really been the story this season, and I guess, like, the biggest... Can, well, so- can we
1: not talk about it? Are we going to talk about this fucking relationship, this fucking codependent relationship where one of them should just fucking make the decision to cut the other one loose so he don't have to keep fucking circling around and around with the fact that this is going nowhere? Can we not talk about it? <laughs> You're going to talk about it, aren't you? <laughs> okay,
0: so, well, let's... Try to take a different angle. Firstly, did you see that uh, story on the news where um, they were doing the presentation at the Pies and uh, Steve-O, I think it was on Channel 7, got it because they just shot through the window because the tech guy was running the slides no, no. for the presentation. <laughs> so it had all like the topic points of like, oh, really? find a mentor for bucks. <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh, right? no. Practice goal kicking. Oh, fuck. <laughs> And like, so the whole agenda for this like, you know, super plan meeting essentially was on the news because the tech guy, when he was testing the slides, forgot to put the window shutters down. So that's pretty, well, now we know. So that's a pretty fun, you know, thing. But yeah, I look, I mean, that, that to me indicates if if you were going to have a guess that they had a bit of a look around and they didn't find anyone that they thought perhaps you know, fit the bill that would we, we, be better, and that ma- maybe now they're thinking about the idea that they can. You know, Damien Hardwick, as we've said, has done a lot of good for Nathan Buckley. If Nathan Buckley keeps his job, yeah. he should send him a, a, a thank you letter because that idea of going maybe you can change the environment and give them a chance. That Buckley, yeah, Buckley should be a better coach now than he was. You know, yeah, when not, he first not, started, not all those sort of for things. Any
1: of his assistants. Like, I imagine Harvey's out the door and everyone. I reckon if they're going to follow the Hardwick model, then they'll clear decks with assistance. The interesting part is the mentor. That's what I think is interesting because they had one. His name was Mick Malthouse, and how did that go down? I don't know that Nathan Buckley would cope well with a guy in that position. He doesn't seem to me. Buck's top five uh, theoretical occupations, number one, <laughs> is mentor. Well, yeah, but here's what I would say about that: is like that was Malthouse's fault
0: that that fucked up. I'm so sick of Collingwood fans talking about how like like it was a good idea.
1: It was the Paul Ruse idea. It was the well, problem. Was it a good idea? Because one clearly wasn't into it. I mean, it's only a good idea if they're both into it. Yeah, but Mick agreed to it. That's the problem, yeah. right? He
0: agreed to it and then pissed around about whether he would do it or not. That's the problem, You're right? right? Like, so he said he was going to do one said thing. said he was and... going to do one thing and then he decided that he wasn't going to do it. <laughs> so that's the problem, right? That's where it started. And then people talk about how Collingwood have, would have kept winning premierships every fucking year if Malthouse had stayed. Yeah, that brilliant coach, Mick Malthouse, who did such a good job with Carlton while he was there one year later. Like, you yeah. know... It's... He
1: took the best list in the AFL in 2010 and won a flag.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, that's... That... So it's like one of those things where you just like... I think there's a lot of bullshit and mythology around that sort of idea. Um, do they think that Nathan Buckley is the best coach at the moment? He might be. He might be. And if they can get people in around him to support him and give him another shot at it, then I think there'll be some Collingwood fans who aren't happy about that in the short term. But if they pitch it as with enough enthusiasm and they who get knows? enough good people Paul around Rose. him... Rodney <laughs> Eat. I mean, could they get Rocket? Uh, I don't know. Uh, who else is there? What about um, Peter Hallier's character, <laughs> Strawny? Strawny. Strawny. What if, what if Eddie announces that he's going to get Strawny in as a mentor for Bucks?
1: Maybe he could get a Collingwood celebrity, like he's a famous Joffa. Joffa. Yeah, Joffa. Joffa the mentor. Joffa the mentor, Bucks. <laughs> Mental, mental. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> close hey, enough. It's no bad ideas, guys. No bad ideas. <laughs> oh, we should keep moving through this, actually, because we need to uh, wind up. Uh, wind up. Uh, we need. We've got a little bit of a time restraint today, so uh, all right. GWS. Uh, eighty-one over the West Coast Eagles. Um, in a you know result that was pretty much expected. When is expected? JJW
1: still going pretty well. Yeah, Josh Kennedy kicked what his five hundredth goal or something. Uh, if he wins the Coleman this year, our favourite player JJK will be the first person since I can't remember. I think it's like Gordon Coventry to win three three commons in a row I and mean, he hasn't like he hasn't played a whole bunch of games he says a game yeah he i mean but com- he, he never misses that his
0: conversion rate is fantastic and like i mean part of the problem with the west coast is
1: he's kicking about a third of their score every week that he's in the games and yeah. when he's not playing west coast were actually pretty good for most of this game um but then you know Josh Kelly just fucking after that fucking hit to go out and fucking- Where, wherever he goes Josh Kelly
0: like wherever he goes it's going to be one of those things where you're, you know, you're getting a quality player because he has thrived under the pressure, or at least hasn't yeah. missed a beat under the pressure of like the, all the talk around his contract and stuff this year. He's a classic example. Like they'll say, he the makes other day- you
1: forget though that they have Dylan Shiel. He makes you forget that they have Callum Ward. Like those two guys are fucking superstars. Like Dylan Shiel is an absolute gun, but then it's like, it's like, it's like a, it's, you know what it is? It's like a multiple orgasm. You're like, oh, oh, he's amazing. Oh, I know there's a bit more. Oh my God. Like Josh Kelly. It's amazing.
0: I mean, he, he's just unstoppable. He's a superstar player and he's under 22 years old. And yeah. He's like... But
1: it's weird because you look at him and you're like, oh, he's a will-o'-the-wisp kind of, you know, Robbie Flower or whatever. But it's like he got 24 contested possession out of 40 touches yeah. and you get him. He got he's smashed dead. by Kennedy. I thought he was going to be like, Missing weeks, broken shoulder, broke like he fucking got hit hard. And then he comes on and kicks the sealer. It's like kudos to you. Yeah, kudos to you indeed, Josh Kelly. <laughs> kudos to you.
0: <laughs> uh all right, enough about them. We'll talk more about them uh during the finals, I imagine. Uh so uh the Gold Coast lost again. They lost their Essen. Uh Gold Coast have just given up. Who cares? Who cares? Who absolutely no one cares? We don't care. Ablett doesn't we care. Refuse to cover. No we refuse to cover Gold yeah. Coast games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've taken a knee on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Essendon, you know, you might play finals, so we'll talk more about you guys as you play finals. Um, probably will play finals. Uh, so uh, congratulations to you. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Good luck to you, Essendon. Uh, Carlton, uh, they uh, were the big surprise of the weekend, of course, when the Carlton uh, Navy Blues... Uh, Twelve I'll say the score here, 12 very accurate. Uh, Hawthorne,
1: 10-10, 70. Um, uh, Carlton kicked themselves away from a potential number one draft pick. But I fe- think, felt like this meant a lot to them, having this win. This
0: is good for Carlton. Yeah. I think this is a good season. They lost a few more games than last year, but... They, I think that you'd be more positive. A lot oh, of rising star nominations, a lot of yeah. green
1: shoots, like, you know, play well against a lot of pretty good teams. They love giving it to Hawthorne too. You could see there's a little bit of that. Like even Jack Silvani, who I just for some reason had decided was just like a really sweet, you know, private school boy. Man, he was fucking mouthing off left, right and center. He does not mind having a yap.
0: I think all the Silvani's are like that. Oh, they really? Look-
1: but it looks look sweet. Sweet and angelic. But yeah. you know,
0: they're pretty hard. They're pretty tough. With
1: Steve Silvani was never a yapper, was he? Oh, I reckon he was a bit of a yapper. Hmm. I don't know. He was, he used to do like a scrap. He definitely. was definitely, yeah,
0: he was definitely, yeah, he didn't, yeah. That's, that's what, that's more what I associate with him. Yeah. I don't know if he was verbal, but, but he, he was definitely physical. Hard. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was definitely, yeah, he definitely was. Yeah, em and
1: Alex Rance were similar kind of yeah. fullbacks, weren't they? They kind of had that cavalier sort of like, you know, but ragdoll oh, I, kind I, of. Appearance. I thought you meant dreamy. No, they are dreamy. They are both quite handsome. Beautifully dreamy. Really handsome center yeah, Just half backs. dreamy. Fullback center back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to look at my shoulder because you look like you're staring at your girlfriend. No. We're not talking about footballers saying they're dreaming. <laughs> Shit, that's what she finds out this podcast is about. You and I come in and talk about which pod, uh, which footballers are the most dreamy.
0: <laughs> Our top five most dreamy footballers. Nathan Buckley will be on the show next year. He's got a top five. So, uh, yeah, Carlton. Good news for Carlton. Well Very done, positive. Carlton. Well done, Carlton. Uh, Good. Good. don't worry about it. You'll be yeah. fine.
1: Good luck to you both. Good luck. So to- <laughs> <laughs> That's a good
0: idea. <laughs> uh, melbourne. No. Melbourne Demons. Uh,
1: motherfuckers. I was watching... I was at the Saints uh, um, North game, but I had the melbourne brisbane game. And Brisbane were really taking it to them. And I was just like, come on, Melbourne. Just be fucking Melbourne. Just do what Melbourne normally does. But they didn't. They're no. a different team these days. Yeah, the Demons. The Melbourne Demons playing finals. There you go, Melbourne. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well done. Well and done. Took you fucking long enough. It did. It took you a long time. Did enough draft picks. And but Jack
1: Watts wasn't even in the side. Wasn't How even in that. the
0: side. Uh, Hogan played Fuck very Jack Watts well, the Bulldogs.
1: Done. Actually, Jack That's... Watts would be all right at the Bulldogs. Oh, great. Center half back can move forward. He's a, he's a classic utility. Actually, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Call Bevo. <laughs> Call
0: Bevo. Hey, Bevo, if you're listening. Jack Watts at the Bulldogs. Yeah. That's not bad, actually. Yeah, well, you'd have to give up something for him, though. What well, <laughs> I mean, he's not getting a game in Melbourne's first. Yeah. You wouldn't have to give up too much for him. Second rounder. Take him off their list, you know, give him a fresh start. He needs a fresh start. Melbourne needs, yeah, you give him like a second round draft pick. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, good luck to you. Yeah. (laughs) And then Jack Watts at the Bulldogs. I'm down I reckon with that. he'd be alright at the Bulldogs too. Fresh start. Oh,
1: yeah. I New reckon, coach. Yeah, I reckon Bevo. That's a better. Bevo knows how to talk to a Jack Watts. I
0: reckon, like, that's your better bet than your Cloakie was. I think that your Cloaky yeah. was the wrong kind of. I understand that, like, Jack Watts would be trying to solve the same problem. And Cramery might not be there next year. So I'd say you had a Jack Watts to kind of replace that sort of, you know, tall mid side utility player. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. I'm down with that. I like that. All right.
1: Watts to the Bulldogs. What's you heard Bulldogs. it here
0: first. <laughs> if that happens you heard we just got out, our right? accreditation bloody taken yeah. off us. In, no, we, in AFL speculation I was on the phone to Brad Hardy just a minute ago <laughs> and he told me that Jack Watts is definitely going to the Bulldogs 15 from heard. WA called us he yeah. said uh... yeah whispers we've heard whispers <laughs> out of the Western Bulldogs whispers yeah. from Watts wh- 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 whispers <laughs> but that'd be good and a ruckman I okay. don't know which ruck member we need like you know You could
1: get one from St Kilda, I think, maybe Tom Hickey.
0: I think what do you think about so there's some whispers that maybe Mason Cox might be available. What do yeah. you reckon? Do you think he has potential to improve enough that he would be a valuable player yep. to get to somewhere. He's pretty good now. I, I mean, think he's pretty good now, but I reckon he still needs to take he, you'd want to get him on the idea that he's still got maybe a year or two of improvement in him, I reckon.
1: And then I think he could turn into a really you know decent yeah, player. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, look, you guys are so fucking light on Ruckman. Then you, I mean, he's not perfect, but like, he's definitely worth the investment, I would yeah. say. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Melbourne, uh, they're going to be playing finals. Brisbane, just Lock to be, like, lock just to like. to be happy to be a Brisbane. Yeah. They're a good side. They'll be fine. Yeah. Well, what happens with Chris Fagan, Dennis Pagan, someone told us Ronald Reagan. The Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. The, the coach. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Reagan.
0: Uh So, uh here we go. Uh, so, here Brisbane... We go. Here we go. What? Brisbane, Melbourne. Good luck to you, brother. <laughs> I love this. St Kilda. St Kilda Saints, uh, 127, beat the North Melbourne Football Club, who are going for their first ever wooden spoon, their first ever... Well, Is that really? Not, not first ever wooden spoon, but first ever oh, number shit. one drop. You know, what? You can, never you had know a, what?
1: But you know what you can do with that wooden spoon, Will? What could you do? Is you take the lid off the pot and you stir up a bit of shin <laughs> spirit. You get those vapors rising out of the pot with that wooden spoon. You get a bit of a stir and then you <sighs> take a whiff of the Shinbona spirit. That's good for one aisle, yeah? Sets you up for
0: 2018. I didn't realize you prepared Shinbona spirit
1: in a pot. Yeah, I imagine it was like Dick's Faker rather than oh, hot water. like no? a, oh. I do think it was more like an alcohol.
0: I just assumed it was some sort of potion. Like, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, s- well, maybe you could, you could make a.
1: Potion in a pot. Oh, but you put it into like yeah, then little. You gotta add it a, to the pot. Yeah, it's like um, Asterix's magic potion. You yeah, put that's in what I was imagining. You hand right? around at the club.
0: I understand. I, oh, I yeah. thought you were just kind of drinking it, yeah, you know, straight. But I imagine now you're put you're mixing <laughs> No, yeah, it I'm mix- it with mixing like, up a
1: big vat of Shinbone Spirit. it Spirit. Right. Shinboda like, Spirit for everybody. Yeah, skin like animal skin gourds. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroo testicles. Kangaroo skin. Yeah. Pouches. Testicle pouches. Kangaroo testicle pouch wallets. That you keep me shimbo dispiriting? Uh, yeah. So... Um, they're North, okay. North, this, they're... Is, this is what it is, I think. North Melbourne have never had a number one draft pick, I think it is, actually. Right. And so, apparently,
1: the number one uh, player that's going around the draft, the, the the draft prospect, is a Dusty Martin. That's who they're comparing him to, yeah, Dusty Martin. Yeah, because his dad also can't get into Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Endurance beast, strong, explosive, skillful. So... They're throwing this huge money at Dustin. Now that they know they've got number one draft pick, I would change focus because I think, you know, fuck it. He's 26 or whatever. Why don't get the new Dusty Martin? Yeah, I, don't, well, I don't think they're I close think they enough Josh to be getting Kelly a Dustin as well.
0: they, they, I think they've just got heaps of money and they just feel like they need to buy something big.
1: I think they should invest in the draft for a year or two and then go for someone big. Well, it
0: depends. This is that Caro Wilson thing that during the week, which is like... Caro's arrow. It might depend on what Scott, Brad Scott's going to do because if they decide to rebuild properly, then like there's probably not much use Brad Scott sticking around for that yeah. entire
1: rebuild and he might like go and coach the Gold Coast, Gold Coast. or something. Ugh. And then... Uh, become the director of coaching at Collingwood... He used to work for Bucks and then he becomes Bucks' mentor. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, could they have like a... It'd just be brilliant if they had like a
0: like a coaching the two of them coach together. Yeah, because you know like it's a, <laughs> like co-captains. Well, yeah, like co-captains, or as so I like to think of it, like I always love when I see a movie. I was I was watching a behind the scenes thing on like uh, like the Avengers the other day and it's you know they, there's two guys two brothers or something or that direct the movies together are they brothers oh yeah, or are yeah they... the Russo brothers yeah the Russo brothers right yeah. and so and the Cohen brothers do it as well like you can have co-directors right yeah
1: Wachowski siblings
0: yeah right so could you do that in a coaching sense yeah could you have two guys where you're just like no no we're both the coaches we're co-coaching
1: I don't know I think Why you're not? just creating an extra one of them can go out you've already, and like... you've already got your defensive your mid and your forward coaches who then come to the head coach and then he fucking has a final say so you're going to take those three departments, bring them to two senior coaches, and then those two guys decide what the final decision is. Don't you think it would be better if, like, you it's know, slow. you get spread the road? Like, no, you because they're working
0: together. Then why not have
1: a, Then why not have your director of coaching come in and make the final decision on top of the two coaches? No, no, no. But you don't need that. You are co-coaching. It'd be like if we started coaching. Oh, we would <laughs> never win a game. <laughs> Fucking, we'd break St Kilda's record of like 11 years without a win or something. No,
0: but I mean, you do it as a team. You'd both. The two have- guys
1: won cups. You'd, you'd split it up. That's
0: what you would do. You'd split it. You'd the to, to toss up. Okay, all right. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I only have I only have eight more minutes before I have to do uh, tests, farewell. So.
1: Nick Revolt, beautiful send off. Um, it was really good. They they remain renamed the Coventry end of of uh, Eddie had to revolt, which I thought was nice. Thirty thousand, most of the St Kilda supporters turned up. Which is probably one of our better turnouts for the year. It's been kind of disappointing. We've had a couple of big guns against Richmond and killed it. But I would urge everyone to go to uh, the MCG this week to see say, say goodbye to Nick Revolt versus the Tigers.
0: I mean, I heard somebody else say this, so but it, it's absolutely true. If you have a kid who loves football, but particularly if they love the Saints, but just if they love football. Mm. Um, Maybe they're not even young enough to remember it, but take them along and tell them so so that when they're older and somebody says, "Oh, there was this guy Nick Rewalt, and he played," yeah, this is what he was like, and yeah, there'd be there'll be an iconic image of his like mark, Sydney and he'll mark. be inducted into the Hall of Fame and all those sort of things. You'll be able to say, "Oh yeah, I, I you know I went." My and saw dad his took his last of, game. Yeah, to yeah. his last game, and it'll be a cracker. It'll yeah.
1: be the target MCG, so everyone get along to that.
0: Yeah, it'll be a huge game, uh, great one to be part of, I reckon. Uh, all right. The We're final... still wrapping up last week, so we'll talk ga- about next week. Final game of the round. Well, we only have, like, I'm running out of time. So, okay. uh, Fremantle, uh, Richmond. Richmond did the job. Fremantle yep. have stopped trying. Next week. Next week. All right. Uh, here we go. Friday night. Hawthorne, the Western Bulldogs. Uh, goodbye, Luke Hodge. Goodbye, uh, Josh Gibson. Goodbye, goodbye Bulldogs finals chances. <laughs> goodbye, uh, Matthew Boyd. Um, a huge game, but nothing really on the line other than I hope it's a really fantastic game of football for all those superstars of the game, you know? Yeah. It just, I just hope it's a great game. It doesn't really matter which team win, or I hope that the Western Bulldogs win by 150 and then put a lot of pressure on the rest of the weekend. But, you know, if that's not going to happen, let's have it be close. I'm going to say the Bulldogs are going to win that just because Which team, jump off Which team now. loves
1: their legend more, the Bulldogs or the Hawks? We'll soon find out. I'll tip the Hawks.
0: Okay, fair enough. It could go either way, that one, I imagine. Collingwood uh, taking on Melbourne at the uh, MCG on Saturday in a game that... Well, Melbourne can't miss the finals now, so it could could be the sort of game that Melbourne could drop, you know, yeah. just coming into the finals, have a little speed wobble, but I can't see it. No, nah, I think you're a different Melbourne. I'm going to pick Melbourne. What if uh, they announced before the game that it might be Nathan Buckley's last game coaching the Magpies? What if they...
1: Yeah, backs against
0: the wall, yeah. Collingwood. If that happens, stick yeah. Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay, we can put a proviso. Yeah. If they are told before the game that Nathan Buckley, it's Nathan Buckley's last game, Collingwood, otherwise? Yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Brisbane Lions taking <laughs> good luck on... To you. Good luck to you. Good luck to you both. Good luck to you all. Uh, uh, Brisbane Lions taking on uh, the North Melbourne Football uh, Club at the Gabba in a game that Brisbane want to win and North Melbourne don't. So I'm going to say Brisbane. Yeah,
1: that's good for everyone. Yep, can Absolutely. Yeah. Best result. Best result for Neither everyone. of
0: those teams want it to go the other way. So it'll be a horrible mess up for everybody if it does. <laughs> Uh, Sydney, uh, they take on Carlton at the SCG Slaughter. in probably a slight danger game. No. Slight danger no, game. No, 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 no. Carlton are going no, okay. Carlton, Week before the finals. They beat Hawthorne.
1: Game. They beat Hawthorne. They'll lose this by 10 goals. Okay. Sydney for me as well,
0: but I just wanted to mount the case. Be devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, Geelong, uh, they're taking on the GWS at Simmons Stadium. That's going to be an interesting game coming into the finals. Mm, so I, I do know about that. Uh, I mean, Geelong hard to beat down there. Yeah, we said that before Sydney, right? I mean, is this the one where GWS go down there and beat Geelong at Geelong and then we suddenly start to go... Yeah, we get to Instead of, like, there's laughter and cheering and then
1: it just flows to a... Oh, my God, that was horrible. He's already dead! Oh, no. Yeah. Stop
0: it. Why are they still hitting him? Why? <laughs> Why are they still <laughs> They've hitting pinned him? Pin them to the wall oh. and just keep pounding it. This them. is unnecessary yeah, brutal. I'm going to pick that. I'm going to say G- Giants going to okay. smash him. Yeah, all right, me too. Ooh. Um Port Adelaide taking on the Gold Coast Football Club at the Adelaide Oval in a game that would be hilarious if Port Adelaide lost, but they will not lose no, that. There is no way that could be brutal. Uh don't think Gary Ablett will play his last game for the Gold Coast Football Club, so which is disappointing. It's disappointing it's finished like this, but anyway, it's hard to feel any sympathy for the Gold Coast. They should bulldoze the entire place into the ocean. <laughs> uh, Essendon uh, taking on Fremantle. Uh, uh, this is the game
1: that we need uh, Essendon yeah. to lose by a lot. Yeah, we do too. Um,
0: if there was any chance, Ross, we were going to make the finals. Ross,
1: this is from us to you. You've had a pretty rough couple of weeks, but for two guys in a podcast that you've never heard before, can you give us seventy point victory. That's all we're asking.
0: I mean, here's the one thing I will say about that is you just never would ordinarily pick Essendon to um uh, lose to Fremantle, but because they've just been so woeful the last two weeks, there's that like thing of just going, and there's been so much attention on it this week. Yeah, there, there must be a bit of a question mark, a danger game there for Essendon, but I cannot see. No, I cannot see Fremantle win that. Essendon's going to win that, I think. Um, and our teams will be out of the finals, Extinguish. unfortunately. Richmond uh, taking on St Kilda at the MCG and Rui's final game, as we've talked about. Uh, I'm going to say Richmond will win that.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Richmond. I mean, especially as we we them eight weeks ago in that game where we blistering. Oh, you Are runoff. yeah,
0: that's right. You are good against them.
1: Well, just at Eddie had this will be different. Yeah. This is the MCG. They're playing for finals, but it's a Maddies match as well. It's be probably the last Maddies match that Nick's part of. So it'll be pretty emotional. I think it'll be a, it'll be a good game. Definitely one to get along to at the G on Sunday. Yeah,
0: absolutely go out support that uh 100% and West Coast taking on Adelaide at Domain. Final game uh at Domain. Oh, yeah. Imagine, yeah, uh, so yeah, there have been
1: memories of Subiaco shared on um, the AFL website. It's been pretty a lot interesting. of penises, a lot of giant, <laughs> in <volleyball penises. laughs> no, just in the Dockers games. Uh, pff, I mean, look, you don't give West Coast a chance, do you? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> JJK interested, in this is will JJ kick enough goals to get him his third Coleman? I could see West Coast beating Adelaide at home, it might be a good one a little because they get a week off, right? Do you want to carry form into the the break, or do you want to... I think you want to carry some form in. I, I, Adelaide don't want to have a wobble here. They had a wobble
0: in this final game. Remember, it was the final game last year that fucked them up. Yeah. They were flying into the finals, and then they had a the wobble okay. in the final game. So, Adelaide would want to win this.
1: I'd say Adelaide to win, then.
0: Um, I'm going
1: to I'm
0: going to say... You said
1: like Lee Matthews, or Michael Chamberlain's impression I'm of gonna Lee Matthews. Say,
0: um, I'm going to say uh, Adelaide to win that one, but
1: uh, good the luck to you both. <laughs> Uh, Quick plugs. We're doing um, uh, shows at the Opera House on the 15th and 16th of September. Tickets still available. Uh, Go to tofop.com for more details. We're on Facebook, uh, Two Guys, One Cup. We are on Twitter. Will, you got any live shows or anything to play?
0: Uh, No, I'll plug those another time because I have to do some press for my TV show. Oh, it's called Gruen. It'll be on the ABC in a couple of weeks. So uh, (laughs) I think that's it. Play on,
1: not 15. Good luck to you all. We are Two Guys, One Cup.